All right, so you're positioned at the microphone nicely. Yeah, I'll shuffle forward a little bit. But you're doing like the noise of a cat. Meow. <laughs> it's one of the warm-up exercises, listeners. I sort of feel that there's a lot of competition, isn't there, for podcasts? Yeah. And there's a lot of demand, and people maybe just sort of, oh, I'll give the David Eagle podcast a, a little bit of a listen, see what it's like, but they sort of make an opinion within the first 30 seconds. So for that reason, Ellie, I think it's incumbent on me to keep the listenership by giving them a, a, just a, a brilliant joke. One of the best jokes I can pull out of the bag just so they go, bloody hell, I've got to stay. I've got yeah. to stay. So with that in mind, Ellie, let's, yeah. let's do that. How do you make a cheese toasty? Sit on it. Last week on the David Eagle podcast. <laughs> There's a bomb in your house and it's going to blow up in one minute. Ah! Rude boy. <laughs> I was giving your breasts a grow. That is lovely. Ah! I thought it might have pulled ahead of the Danish pastry, but it hasn't. My goodness, this feature is full of surprises. And they are little pricks. They're the little pricks. Now it's time for the podcast, co-hosted by a woman who was far too risque for Noel's house party in the 90s. It's the David Eagle Podcast. <laughs> it's the David Eagle podcast with me, David Eagle. And me, Ellie Skinner. I don't know why I still do that. I put my hand out and sort of tap yeah, you on the shoulder so you know when to come to in. Speak. But I think it, it's pretty self-explanatory that if I say welcome to the David Eagle podcast with me, David Eagle, you're going to follow it up with and me, Ellie Skinner. I don't think yeah. you, from now on, Ellie, we're on to week eight. I think when we get into the ninth week next week, um, <laughs> I think you're on your own. There'll be no prods. There'll be no sort of directing or anything like that. I think oh. you've, you're, you're ready. Firstly, what's not coming up? on the podcast I'm not going to we're not going to do the story this week are we not okay cool. no no so three weeks ago I promised that I would tell you a story about a harrowing journey from a stand-up gig but it's so harrowing that we've tried we've we just have, I haven't got the psychological wherewithal to sort of do that so uh, we'll do it at some point but I, I don't have the psychological wherewithal because my goodness uh, Ellie it's been quite the week yeah um, a stringent opinion from listeners on <laughs> last week's podcast it's certainly courted controversy. Yeah. When we do a feature called Herbal Tea of the Week, many people might think, oh, it's a bit of a nice sort of pedestrian, sedate feature, you know, a nice bit of easy going. Well, last week was far from it. There was high drama oh. indeed, and you responded in your twos, I think. It was yeah. Two people. It was just a bumper. Bumper <laughs> crocker. For, for us, exactly. Message does. They were not happy about Herbal Tea of the Week yeah. last week. We'll get to that shortly. Of course, how will this week's tea fare in Herbal Tea of the Week? Also, how will our potatoes fare? Mm. Uh, we'll find out um, in Potato News. A couple of weeks ago, we put them into an egg carton. We put them into a dark cupboard. We revealed last week that they had started sprouting, but we missed made the decision, I'm glad to say, not a controversial decision. Nobody oh, no. has uh, found controversy in uh, potato news yet, but I'm sure it's only a matter of time. Maybe it'll happen this week. But last week we decided we would not plant them yet. We thought we would wait another week to see if they could sprout more before planting them. Surely this week they will have sprouted enough for us to plant them. Let's <laughs> hope that that is the case. We shall reveal in potato news. Cassette Roulette returns. What will be on the tape that I recorded from either 
when I was a child or when I was in my teenage years. I've got all sorts of tapes. We've got them in a big box. Ellie will put her hand in said big box, uh, pick out a tape, and we'll play it on this week's Cassette Roulette. What's the time, Mr. Eagle? It's an intuition special this week. My feelings are that when I try to apply logic and I think too much about it, then often mistakes can be made. So to that end, I am going to try using intuition, instinct. As soon as Ellie says, what's the time, Mr. Eagle, I will say what I think the time is. We'll see if I do better with my intuition than I do applying logic. I was on the internet uh, last week, Ellie. Yeah. I've made a bit of a discovery. Oh. Turns out, it's, it's, yes, you were right, it's not, it's, it's not the normal size. Uh, maybe Ooh. I should do something about it. I do, I do apologise. But, uh, no, I, last week we talked about the, I don't know how we got onto the subject, but we were talking about uh, Christian dubstep and the fact that it's always Christian rock or Christian country or sort of your standard hymns and that kind of thing. And I wondered whether there was such a genre as Christian dubstep. Well, that discovery has led me to find a, a rather intriguing album. I've managed to find sort of the trail, the sort of the advert for that album. So uh, we'll be playing this advert uh, later on on this week's podcast. All that, Ellie, yeah. and more on this week's The David Eagle Podcast. It's, it's very Ooh. exciting, isn't it? It is. Oh, it's very exciting. I think we're all, we're all excited. My 11-year-old self uh, is excited. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> my ten-year-old brother Liam is excited. Oh, yes. Uh, I believe uh, regular listener Phil is excited. Hello, pretty boy. Oh, he's certainly excited. Is the fox excited? Is the parrot excited? <laughs> So we're all excited, I think, is the upshot of that. It's week eight of the David Eagle podcast. <laughs> so a couple of days ago, Harry, yep. we were given a rather rude awakening. We were both awoken with a start uh, at one o'clock in the morning. And we'd only yeah. just got to sleep as well. We were really tired after uh, a rampant bout of lovemaking, <laughs> uh, which is basically what we call listening to our podcast, yeah. don't we? Uh, <laughs> so it was your phone had woken you up and you'd done all the oh, usual yeah. things like put it on to... Oh, you didn't know what I was talking about. You yeah, know, I'd, I'd forgotten what it was, but... <laughs> oh, right. But he's such the professional that when I say, oh, yeah, we were woken up at the start, you agreed. You thought, no, I, d- I don't know what he's talking about, but I'm just going to pretend that he knows well, that he does because that's the kind of professional I am. Sometimes you surprise me with things that you've made that I don't know about like your remix of Ellie has a big box <laughs> exactly so, I think we so should release get... an album of like sort of little songs is it going to be the me singing you your little love song well, yeah who's a lovely bo- all of those things there's so many little bits that are on the podcast that we can have it won't be as popular as this uh, modern Christian music no, album that I found obviously. but we'll, we'll get to that shortly we were walking up with a star by your phone yeah. and it was a bit as well because it was a notification on your phone but you'd done all the usual things like you'd turned it onto airplane mode onto flight mode yeah. so it shouldn't have been able really to disturb you and no. also the fact that it was one o'clock in the morning you would have thought that there shouldn't really be anything any like notifications programmed to go on at one o'clock in the morning but what could have been so important it was vital that we were woken up at one o'clock in the morning well it was your photos app on your phone. Yeah. And it said, uh, we've created some memories for you. And it's like a little slideshow. The iPhone has mined my own photos and then put them together with a slideshow with a bit of music. Which is all very nice, 
But you don't need to be told about it at one o'clock in the morning no. when you've not They're used like, your phone oh, for an guess hour. What? And this thing goes, mm, oh, would you like to have a little look at this uh, slideshow of memories that we've shown? And we put it to some lovely music. The weird thing was, we were awake now yeah. and we were so intrigued as to what it had done that we uh, started having a look at these slideshows. And I have to say, bearing in mind it woke us up at one o'clock in the morning, it was very excited mm. to show us this new feature on the phone. Do you want to see it now? <laughs> yeah. like, well, not it really, was so but... excited to show us. So it was rather disappointing when we actually saw what it had done. The start of March is a weird time to go, let's have a look back on your year, because yeah. it's not like the financial year, it's not the calendar <laughs> I love year. the fact, is as it, if it would be the financial well, no, year. But I April, mean, to be honest, I wouldn't want to look at my no. financial year this, this year with memories. <laughs> no. Ooh, here's a look at your financial year, here's David. Here's a look at all the gigs that you didn't do. You've just managed to uh, get to sleep, despite all the stresses of uh, living in a lockdown situation. Oh, we've woken you up to uh, give you a little reminder of your financial year. But it wasn't even like it did a compilation of the last year. No. It, it, one of the things it suddenly presented us with it was the best of 2019. Yeah. Bearing in mind, this was a year where we were allowed out of the house. And indeed, yeah. Ellie and I did go. We went to all sorts of stuff. We went to uh, comedy festivals, music festivals. We did all sorts of stuff. So we let's see. We visited family. Yeah, so we were really excited to find out what the best of 2019 is. So we pressed play and it started playing some uh, lovely music. Can we just hear the music, Ellie? That, yeah. uh, so it starts playing this music. And then there are only three pictures that come up. The first one is a picture of a sheep that Ellie took at uh, McCunliffe Comedy Festival in Wales that we went to in uh, May. And then a little bit of a video of when I proposed to Ellie, only it's for some reason it's decided not to pick the actual proposal itself, but it's picked the 10 seconds before. <laughs> Where which, I'm just undoing a box. Yeah, because as we said on the first podcast, when I proposed to Ellie, it was at Christmas time, so I wrapped up the ring. So you can't actually see what it is. It's just Ellie unwrapping a box. It's just we happen to know what it is. And then the third and final picture for the best of 2019, <laughs> it goes back to the sheep back again. Back to the sheep. Back to the sheep. <laughs> <laughs> so she's got like hundreds of photos on her phone. From it. Bear in mind, this is a year that we could go out and do mm. stuff. We've got the proposal, but not quite the proposal, which is topped and tailed by the same <laughs> photo of a sheep. <laughs> and that's the best of 2019. And it woke us up at one o'clock in the morning to show us that. I mean, when you see that, Ellie, it almost mm. makes you think, was life really that good before oh, no. lockdown? I thought we did all sorts of stuff, but it turns out we didn't really do that much. Yeah, <laughs> I proposed to you and we looked at a sheep. Yeah. There we are. <laughs> also, you must have taken loads of pictures from oh, Wales. Yeah. I love the fact that it's gone, Wales? Oh, there's a picture of a sheep. That seems to make sense. Yeah. All right, we'll have that. Not of any of the comedy shows we went to, <laughs> of us sat in the audience, nothing like that. Oh, dear. Put your hand in my big box, pull out a cassette. We have no idea right now what's on it yet But then we press play, we'll hear what we get It's time to play a game we call Cassette Roulette In her hand is the big box Ellie Skinner will rifle through said box She'll pick out a cassette, whatever is on that cassette We shall play it on this week's Cassette Roulette When I was a child, I recorded all sorts of things This is a unique one because it's in a box it's a box within a box, my friends. It's in a cassette box, this one, so we'll uh, open the cassette box now. Taking out the tape now. So in the past, uh, it's been three in a row for TDK. What have we got here? Well, it is 
TDK. TDK, four weeks in a row, listeners. Put that in your not, listener logs. It's not just a TDK. Oh. This is not a see-through plastic casing. This is a stone-coloured plastic right. casing that you can't okay. see into. And let's rub our finger across it. <laughs> so it's another rough one. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. The feature is getting so many different dimensions before we even listen to the uh, recording. I'm going to put this in the tape player. Ellie's going to go away for a little bit. I'm going to have a listen to what's on the tape, and then we'll come back and we'll play the results in cassette roulette. It's time to play a game we call cassette roulette. Ellie's back in the room. Yeah, this is an interesting one. It's a multifaceted one. Um, it's got nothing to do with me. There's no recordings of me. It's oh. all from the radio. It's taken from New Year's Eve 2000. Oh, and, okay. And you know, such was my uh, popularity that I seem- seemingly spent uh, New Year's Eve 2000 listening to the radio. So <laughs> uh, we're going to uh, hear some of the things that were on the radio in uh, New Year's Eve 2000. I didn't even know this song existed, Ellie. See if you okay. know. See if you're aware of of uh, this song and I'll tell you what it is afterwards uh, but this is what was playing on Radio 1 probably I think about 9, 10pm on Radio 1 New Year's Eve Have you heard that before? I don't think a bit like you. There you go. Who's <laughs> <laughs> not actually you, but she looks a bit like you. There you go. That's why a band called Wobble You. <laughs> it's called A Bit Like You. Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard that before. Meanwhile, Meanwhile. on BBC Local Radio, BBC Oof. Radio Cleveland, because I know how to have a good time. We're maybe getting on for about 10, 10.30 now when the party's really stepping up. I've moved from Radio 1 over to my local BBC radio Oof. station because I know how to party, my friends. Oh, I don't know. I might have even cracked open a shandy at this point. Oof. I mean, who knows? Sometimes, and I've said this a thing before on uh, Cassette Roulette, but sometimes you put the radio on and you flick the dial on way and if you'd have done it a second earlier you would have kind of got more context or you would have known what the heck they're talking about but you never know what you're going to land on what word you're suddenly going to hear yeah and there's absolutely no context by it before oh dear here is uh, (laughs) an example of that right now as i move from radio one over to radio cleveland at quite an unfortunate time seemingly radio faggots and uh (laughs) I don't know what, but faggots is the first word that this guy is saying on the radio. Radio. Faggots and uh, a little bit of Christmas pudding afterwards. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Probably not, though. Good, 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 good. And then it goes off. So I have no idea what that's in relation to. Well, I'm assuming it wasn't homophobic hour on uh, BBC Radio not. Cleveland. But I suppose the thing is, on New Year's Eve, the, the guy who's running it is probably thinking, well, in fairness... Nobody's listening. No, you know, there's hardly any reason. The station management aren't going to be listening. They're going to be pissed. So you know, now's the time to vent my homophobia. <laughs> but maybe, I don't know, because uh, the next clip that I... Um, so I flick to another radio station at some point, then I return back to uh, Radio Cleveland. And uh, this is what's happening. Billy Joel. 
She's always a woman, which is handy, really, because you wouldn't like to wake up next to a bloke, would you? She can kill with a maybe. Maybe, maybe he's just sort of like, it's oh. quite an odd way to start the new year. I think he is feeling a bit rebellious, this particular radio presenter yeah. as well, because uh, later on there's this. Five past twelve. Now, we normally have a news at twelve, but I dare say we're otherwise engaged, so I've got the news now. Uh, but I can't be bothered to read it, so what I'll do is, uh, there are five stories, I'll just give you one word from each story, and you should be able to get a whole idea of the news, okay? First story, weather. Second, dome. Then, asylum hyphen seekers. Then, Middle East. And finally, catamarans. Will that do? <laughs> Hope so. There you go, asylum seekers. He really is, is very confident that nobody's going to pay attention to this or listen to it or tape it and then play it on the radio yeah. 20 years later. I can imagine him. He thought he'd got away with it, this guy, oh. didn't he? But little did he know that 20 years later, David Eagle <laughs> on the David Eagle podcast. Meanwhile, obviously this is BBC local radio. This is uh, sort of top-class BBC journalism, which we're, we're hearing here. So they obviously thought, well, you know, we need to report on what's going on in the local area and what's going on on New Year's Eve in Teesside. Well, people are getting drunk and going out, so why don't we send two <laughs> of our female reporters oh, out on the street to talk to some really drunk lads. Um, <laughs> so that's what happens. Uh, there's, there's two of them. Uh, the second one sounds quite young, maybe even new to the job. I'd like to find them imagine this is a first assignment. Just go on out onto the high street to laugh at 11, will you, love? And, uh, and just talk to some drunk lads. What could possibly go wrong? We've got, got a nice young local man here. Go on, tell me what you've to tonight. I'm going to get smashed. <laughs> I've got to say, because it's, it's quite cold, you've got a little shirt on here. Are oh, you not feeling it? Not after a few hills, no. <laughs> and uh, have you made any New Year's resolutions? No. <laughs> Maybe one of them could be wearing a wearing a jumper. That might be a good idea. What do you think? I'm used to it. Just nothing but a man, are you? Apart from the army, yeah. <laughs> okay, then thanks very much. I'm leaving Sunny Stockton. Yay! <laughs> And there's another group of revellers over here. Let's see what they've got to say. Hello there. Happy New Year. Can a quick word. What are you going to do tonight then? <laughs> Sorry, I'm not speak very well English. Oh. Happy New Year. Oh. You. So, right, we're on Stockton High Street with a group of lads here. One of them in very, uh, very excited. Tell me, what are you up to tonight? I'm going out on the rush. <laughs> <laughs> and how about you? Same. And how many have you had, sir? Uh, one or two, that's about <laughs> it. <laughs> how many have you had, then? About 15. <laughs> so yeah, where, you you go- as well. where are you going now? Uh, wherever. You don't actually, know? Depends, no. where depends where they're getting let in. Are, st- are you stopping in Stockton? Yep. Yep. Of course we are. We're going well, wherever we're going. We're Stockton boys, of course we are. And uh, <laughs> any nightclubs? Have a happy new year! Happy new year! Oh, I can see some people up ahead. What are you up to tonight? Uh, we're going on my friends for a drink tomorrow. We've just been around the town and we're having fun. We love it. What will you be doing at midnight? Uh, hopefully kissing you. Uh, I'll be in the office, I think. How about you? What have you been up to? Do you want to speak? <laughs> You, We're celebrating because this is a really new year. This is a real new year, this by the way. This is a proper new year. year. As <laughs> <laughs> opposed to the fake one. Oh dear. <laughs> Not the Chinese one. It's uh, really difficult to go out in the street on New Year's Eve and go, What are you up to then? 
We're yeah. drinking. Of course, that's, that's, that's going to be all the answer. they're doing. What they're hoping to get from it. Well, we thought we'd uh, do a little bit of philosophy, actually. Uh, you know, we think we might be quite close to solving the meaning of life. If you just bear with us another five minutes, we might be able to tell you, my dear. <laughs> I'm afraid we've got to play Billy Joel. Never mind. Goodbye. <laughs> so it's also, as well as being New Year's Eve, it also seemingly is the birthday of BBC Radio Cleveland. It was launched in 1970, I believe it was. So one of the things they were doing on New Year's Eve was they were interviewing other the radio presenters who'd worked on the station in 1970. And so they interviewed this particular guy who no longer works at the station, but he was recalling a particular story about the time that he was working on BBC Radio Cleveland in 1970. Some farmer at Highington near Darlington had not paid his rates, so various goods, chattels and animals were seized, including some bullocks. And, of course, uh, promptly, uh, it's 8 o'clock, uh, this is BBC Radio Cleveland, uh, bailiffs at Hindon near Darlington today seized a farmer's bollocks. <laughs> and then I made the cardinal sin, as was pointed out to me afterwards. Had I continued, all of the lovely listeners would have been saying, hey, did he really say that? But no, I had to, in my best BBC voice, say, oh, I'm awfully sorry. That should have been bullocks. <laughs> well, I think our switchboard lit up then for about three solid hours, and the news editor, who was then Ian Hindmarsh, looked at me over his glasses, as old Uncle Ian always did, and he said, you can count yourself as very lucky. He said, well, the people have all phoned in about this mistake, but they've all been asking, can we uh, make a deliberate mistake in the news magazine every day? It's so much fun. <laughs> that's the reason we make deliberate mistakes on the podcast. Some yeah. people think it's, we make, it's not deliberate mistakes, mistakes, it's just mistakes, it's deliberate mistakes we deliberately script them in because we realise how fun they are, don't yeah. we Ellie? What was Radio 1 doing to celebrate New Year? They had the Garage team, the Dream team. It's so weird that now to think that Garage was a thing, it just sounds like, it just does not sound serious in the slightest, it just sounds like a group of children sort of let loose on the microphones this is like, it's just gone midnight it's celebrating the New Year and this is how Radio 1 have chosen to launch into 2001. Have you guys out there saying boo? Yeah, whipping. So we do a paper for a paper. Brand new raver for the raver. Feeling on the mic, I'm a vocal confused in it. Five blue and see for years. Try to move your body with a digital motion. Sipping on a weekend, switching a potion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are they sampling James Bond? <laughs> yeah, it's James Bond. <laughs> but it's just like thought everything out there. He's got James Bond, you've got alarms going off, and you've got some MC, and you can't really hear much of what he's actually saying. And at one point, he just goes, yeah, yeah, and just makes <laughs> some weird noise. There's a part of me thinking that he's thinking, I can't believe we're getting away with this, because he sort of, he makes a weird noise, he laughs, he goes, yeah, yeah, and then you can hear him in the background when the other MC takes over. You can just hear him laughing, laughing to himself. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear him in the background just going, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> like, I can't believe I'm on Radio 1 making stupid noises. I mean, if you have to tell what the heck is he going on about, I wonder if they actually bother with any words. If you go, I'm not that the guy that made Because you're quite muffled in the microphone. So, <laughs> you know, ironically, in COVID times, it's a shame that no one really wants Gary gems anyone because they'd be absolutely fine because you can't hear what they're saying anyway so they can just keep the masks on while yeah. they're in the microphone <laughs> 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 
Have you worked out any of those words in that MC's bit there? I think he's singing. <laughs> I think he's singing. Is there any noisy crew? But it does oh, sound a bit it like it's because like of the muffled a... microphone. It sounds like he's singing. Is there any Nazi crew in here oh, tonight? I, okay, play it again. <laughs> Is there any noisy quietness tonight? No, noisy crew. Okay. Noisy crew, but still, that was singing. Bloody hell. You tune into Radio Cleveland, you get the homophobia, tune into this. Is there any Nazi crew in here tonight? Where are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what? We're live, Radio 1, 3, 2 presents. Hey, hey! Oh yeah, 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 oh yeah, yeah. It's quite easy, I think, being an MC. Because in fairness, you go, how do you come out with all of those words? But you don't have to, because you just gone, Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Interesting, isn't it? When he says, oh yeah, you can hear it. So you can hear it absolutely fine. So he's clearly unable to enunciate. He's just not enunciating because he hasn't come up with any words. One of my favourite garage songs, I remember, yeah. uh, was the one by Donada called Love You Anyway. And it, got, it went, it started by going, Skibbidibidadibidadibidu, say that's what we do, whatever. Bubbling crew, Tell me, are you feeling me? Say that's what we do with the bubbling crew. Tell me, are you feeling me? Very good. I could do MC. <laughs> and the thing is, quite often around the house, you do pop out with a little bit oh, of stay a. Stay on, Ellie. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about these things. <laughs> you do pop out with a little bit of a, an MC and kind of phrase just walking around sometimes. Or if I say, oh, the pot, look out, the pot's hot, and you're like. Yeah, just like us. Well, yeah, because I always think of Pato Bantam when you do that. <laughs> just like a soup in a pot, we are what? I bubble in a hot. Anyway, <laughs> I just got the idea that if there's any like people who've come over to this podcast because they know me from the four quills, well, what the bloody hell's going on? Wave your hands up in the air, throw your hands up in the air, wave your hands up in the air, throw your hands up in the air. Yeah, 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 yeah. What a spectacle. <laughs> And that's that. I love the fact that at one point he just goes, what a spectacle. He's like, yeah, exactly. I can't believe we're getting away with this. This shambles on Radio 1. Oh, dear. I wonder what they're doing. I honestly, we talked about this last week, but I wonder what the garage MCs are doing. Have they got office jobs or are they kind of still doing clubs and stuff? Anyway. If you are a former garage MC, Yeah, we want to hear from you. We could do the garage MC recovery fund. (laughs) That was this week's cassette roulettes, which oh, thank you. <laughs> You're doing the barn owl again. That links us very neatly, Ellie. Actually, yeah, very good. It links us to this uh, this album that I discovered on the internet. Oh yeah. Uh, because we were talking about why is there never like Christian dubstep? It's always like just mainstream sort of Christian rock, middle of the road music. What about the people who want to party hard? Put your hands up in the air for Jesus and all of that kind of thing. Well, just not sideways like a crucifix. 
No, exactly. That would be insensitive. You <laughs> <laughs> shouldn't put that in. I think that's fine. Okay. Oh, it's all right. <laughs> we have waited to hear this next bit, Ellie. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's on the internet anyway, Ellie. Just seeing if there was any sort of really sort of modern Christian music, Christian dance, Christian dubstep, yeah. Christian drum, drum and bass, garage, that kind of thing. My goodness, I've I found something. I, I made a, a brilliant discovery, Ellie. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, have a listen to this uh, advert for this, uh, this modern Christian music album <laughs> that I found on the internet. <laughs> Do you believe in our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ? But do church organs and choirs just really get on your tits? Then you need the best of modern Christian music 2021. Now you can celebrate the word of our Lord Jesus Christ with a variety of hip and happening modern musical styles. Volume 1 features modern Christian reworkings of classic pop hits, including... He's walking on water. Oh, he's walking on water. He's walking on water Oh, and I'm starting to feel God And I believe in miracles Where are you from? From Galilee From Galilee Ooh, I believe in miracles Since you came along You holy thing, you holy thing, you Volume 2 contains Christian music in a selection of modern musical genres, including Garage. Yo, J to the E to the S-U-S, Jesus Christ, yes, 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 he's loving you, loving you, loving you, unconditionally. When I say Jesus, you say Christ, Jesus, Jesus, better than a fridge full of nice cheeses, Christ the Redeemer, a.k.a. Jesus. Dubstep. Death metal. Now you can worship Jesus whilst being down with the kids. Something that certain Catholic priests have been doing for years. I just wanna make loaves for you. Loaves for you. And a little bit of fish. The best of modern Christian music is not available to buy anywhere because it doesn't exist. But hey, you could always just believe that it does despite overwhelming evidence to the contrary. I said, hey, babe, take a walk on the mild side. I said, hey, honey, take a walk on the mild side. It's amazing what you discover on the internet, isn't it, Ellie? Oh, <laughs> Some... silly boy. Well, it's not maybe silly. I just Google modern Christian music. And oh, who would have thought just... that that sort of thing would have popped up? <laughs> so, Ellie, yeah. who would have thought we move from uh, Christian death metal and dubstep to the world of herbal teas? So before we move on to this week's herbal mm. tea of the week, we need to make reference to last week's herbal tea of the week, which was massively controversial because mm. in herbal tea of the week, we rate the teas. Well, in past Herbal Teas of the Week, when we've done it on other podcasts, like the Young'uns podcast, we only rated it on taste and smell. I decided, uh, at the start of this series, to add another rating, which was description. Yeah. And last week's Herbal Tea, well, 
firstly, it caused controversy because the description we didn't think was particularly good. It wasn't as poetic as other descriptions, and so it got a, a lower score than maybe other things, which meant that even though it was one of my favourite teas, it didn't score as highly as it otherwise might. Also, I was vacillating between an 8 or a 9 on taste, and in the end, for some reason, I don't know why, I went for 8. I thought, play it safe, go for 8. And I was just about to change my mind and say, no, 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 maybe a 9. But you'd already written, it, written down. it down. And once it was we written it down, we can't change board. it. That's the rules. No. And many, and we've had, well, as I said, two people have <laughs> got in touch. We've got a comment here from Carl. Okay, so on the Instagram, each week I put a picture of the tea, a picture of you sniffing the tea, a picture of you drinking the tea. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so get yourselves. If you're not on Instagram, you don't get that on the other social yeah, media platforms. We, we try and give something place. a little bit different on each one. So Instagram, we've got me sniffing herbal tea. Uh, on Twitter, I do an additional uh, pun, <laughs> and on Facebook, I get my penis out. <laughs> so <laughs> there's a reason to sign up to all of them. Okay. <laughs> uh, Carl says, "May I make a small suggestion? I realise you're all about the holistic experience of tea drinking, and I respect and enjoy that. But could we have a set of adjusted tea rankings, allowing for those of us that are less interested in the literary content of our tea and just want to drink the stuff? It might also help." with the sense of burning injustice I feel on behalf of Bloom Teas and their banana rice pudding blend. And that was a sentence I didn't expect to write when I woke up this morning. We had uh, tagged Bloom Teas in and they have not complained about... But have they responded, the, though? They've not responded. No, so they've, they've not, not responded. responded. They've not complained. They've that not is complained. the power so, that we have. you know, they're fine. <laughs> They are fine, fine with, with the ratings. Fine or completely ambivalent. Whereas Hoogly Tea, we're looking forward to listening to the podcast, as were Birdhouse Tea. So. Oh, but we will not let that affect us. No, Just no. because we've got Birdhouse listening. I love the idea of someone from Birdhouse or Hoogly Teas listening to us, like talking about garage emceeing <laughs> and that kind of thing. When are we coming on? When are we going on? Well, anyway, before we get to this week's Herbal Tea, yeah. the regular listener Phil uh, left a voice message. What a controversial Herbal Tea of the Week. You can't believe that that didn't get higher. I, mean, I sat there listening to you sort of saying how wonderful it was and making all those excited noises and then giving it an eight. David, disgraceful. <laughs> Absolutely disgraceful scoring. Unbelievable. That sounded to me like a nine at the very <laughs> least. But uh, there we go. You uh, made your recording and you must stick by it. But uh, it has not made you very popular in this household. <laughs> <laughs> Phil's also an uh, ardent Christian as well, so it's <laughs> not going to be his lucky podcast this week. Yeah, I, I'm not sure I made the right decision. Maybe it should have been a nine. And the trouble is now, I'm going to be stuck with that decision because every other tea that I rate, I'm now going to be going, does it deserve to get higher than that banana rice pudding tea, which is absolutely wonderful. That said, I will try and do right by all teas in the future. Let's find out what happens in this week. It sounds like you want to say something. Yeah, I, mean, I would like to say something. <laughs> coming I, in, I, I mean, doing that kind of breath, like yeah. as if you want to go in with something. Well, I would encourage our listener or two to <laughs> taste along with us at home. You can order these teas online. You could do your own taste along. You could do, I mean, obviously we don't say what the teas are in advance because no. I think one of the exciting parts of Herbal Tea of the Week is the revelation. I don't even, even now, tell you what the teas are Even in now, and we're about to go down into the kitchen, I still don't know what this week's Herbal Tea of the Week is, my and friends. I don't either. I've got three I can pick from. Anything could happen, yeah. my friends. It's time for Herbal Tea of the Week. 
Some folks like plain tea, others like tea herbally But this is the feature that reviews herbal tea verbally We'll give it a smell, we'll give it a drink And then we will tell you what we think Tea is the subject on which we will speak In our exciting feature Herbal Tea of the Week I imagine Carl sitting listening to that jingle there absolute fury, incandescent with rage, because he hears the words, we'll give it a smell, we'll give it a drink, then we will tell you what we think. He's like, no, no you won't, you'll do it on description as well, and make an absolute mockery of the feature. I'm sorry Carl, I, I'm humbled, and maybe even shamed by your comments, but we must proceed. A professional must proceed in the face of adversity and controversy. Ellie Skinner, I hear noises coming from you. What's yeah. happening here? I am putting the tea into the teapot, ready for brewing. Okay, and it's time now, Ellie, to reveal what this week's Herbal Tea of the Week is. This week's Herbal Tea of the Week is a snack-based one again. Of course, continuing yeah. our snack-based theme. Are we doing a trilogy, are we? Uh, we might extend it. My God, I've, I've told you I don't want to. <laughs> I'm not answering those emails. I've got a few, quite a few snack-based ones. So. Okay, so it might be a, a longer-running series. Oh, I can yeah. imagine Carl saying, no, no, you said it was going to be a trilogy and now you're going back on your word again. I, I mean, you unbelievable. And actually, we've got some more chai ones, so we might return to the chais later on. But for now, we are on T2. T2, Ellie, yeah. but it's T3 in the snack trilogy, so it sort yeah. of gets quite confusing. This is T3 in the snack trilogy, it's T2, and it is... Frosted Fruit Cake. Frosted Fruit Cake from T2. I don't like fruity teas, really, so we won't no. be doing many... So it'll be interesting to see whether this is a, a fruity tea, if it is one of those sort of fruit teas, like a... Fruit bar, strawberry. No, I don't like... Oh, strawberry tea. I'd abs I, don't li I don't like fruit teas. They sort of set my teeth on edge. So if that well. is what we're going to get with this, then it may not get a very high score. All of the others so far have got over 40, making it a nice cup of tea, and we've heard... Uh, the, uh, the words of Binny Hale heralding them into the nice cup of tea Hall of Fame, Fridge of Fame. That's where our scoreboard is. So let's see if it's, if it's too fruity, if it sets my teeth on edge, it's not going to get a high score. But we got a long way to go yet before we get to revealing that. We, of course, before that have to review it on smell. But first, of course, <laughs> yes, Carl, I'm sorry, we're going ahead. Description. Ellie Skinner. It's described as a loose leaf flavoured rouboy tisane. The spice is always right with this festive fruitcake cuppa. Oh, a little pun, a little Bruce Forsyth pun. I like a bit of Bruce Forsyth punning in my teas. <laughs> I've always said that. I've never had recourse to say oh, it really before, dear. but I've, I've always said it. I've read ahead. Oh, <laughs> I'm dear. imagining what you're going to say. <laughs> okay, so bearing in mind, I love alliteration, but I hate yummy and scrumptious. We have ascertained. So let's see what happens for good or for ill. There's a base of rooibos to start. Then we've added a merry mix of cinnamon, sultanas and rhubarb to warm up those cockles and bring out the festive spirit. Were you saying because you said you've read ahead? Yeah. 
Is that because of the merry mix? There was the merry mix. There was merry mix. So it, oh, as soon as you get a bit of alliteration, I like it. It adds poetry to it. I love the description of that. I love the, the ingredients, mate. Oh, go on then. Rooibos, cinnamon, apple, ginger, natural and artificial flavouring, which includes orange rhubarb. Always, isn't it? Always. Popcorn, pandan, marshmallow crisp, dates, rice flour, figs with rice oh. flour, orange peel, sultanas, chicory root, licorice root, star anise, red currants, cloves, white pepper, marigold blossom, vanilla, rose petals and rhubarb pieces. It's a very busy tea. It certainly is. Very busy. Okay, I love it. I like the description. I mean, it's like with the other ones where I sort of think, is there anything that it can do to go higher? I'm going to play it safe again. Have I not learnt my lesson, Phil? <laughs> Just saying, come on, David, go higher. But no, I'm going to give it an eight okay. for description. It's a, it's, a, it's a strong one for description, in my opinion. Yeah. Ellie, what are you going for? Uh, I'm going for a seven. Fifteen! I think that's like an average description. I think that's going to be on a par with a lot of the others from what I remember, but... <laughs> I've said this kind of thing before and realised, and we found out to be completely wrong. Ellie, how does that compare well, it, to other descriptions? It has beaten its own T2 comrade, which had 12. Okay. Ellie had a 12. Bloom Teas had a 12. Pucker Matcha Latte had a 16. And oh. Aztec Chai, 17. Okay, so, so it's doing well. It's in third place. It's going to have to go higher on smell and taste in order to pull ahead. It's time to review it on smell. I would say of all the teas, I'd say that is the most replete. It's the most busy. There's just so much going on. And as soon as I smelt it, I felt that festive feel. I felt that Christmas thing coming along. It did feel, it smelt like a fruitcake. It's absolutely delightful. It's my favorite so far. Oh, I'm gonna give it one more little smell because I'm thinking of doing something unprecedented here. I don't think it's going to get better than that. I don't think we're ever going to get a smell that's better than that. I might be wrong, but I've got to go for it. It's the first time in Herbal Tea of the Week history <laughs> that I've given a tea a rating of 10. Oh, Full marks. It's 10 out of 10 for me for smell. Ellie, what are you going for? I'm going to give it... Don't you disappoint me now. <laughs> I gave it a four. No, I'm going to give it an eight. Okay. Because it does smell really nice, but... It also smells a little bit overpowering to me and a okay. bit overly sweet. Right. And there's that licorice element and uh, I don't like licorice tea. Yeah. And that's the thing, remember, this is a subjective. Yeah. This is a subjective view. You cannot objectively review these things. It has to always be remembered. Please, Carl, just calm down. <laughs> so what's that total, David? <laughs> so that's a total of 18. That's a very high yeah. score for smell. So Does that put it in the lead for smell? Joint lead. Joint lead. Danish pastry. Oh, so it hasn't pulled ahead. Are we having it with and without oat we're milk? Go, yeah, we're going without We're going to go obviously. without oat milk first. Professional tip. Yeah. Start without. Okay. Hmm. Lovely. Ooh. At first, Ellie, yeah. I thought, mm, that maybe is a bit fruity, as in that kind of fruit thing, but it didn't set my teeth on edge. It's just on the cusp, actually. If it was any more of that kind of 
tangy fruitiness that sets your teeth in edge. I'm pretty sure that once oat milk is added, it's going to bring that sweetness out. It's going to be a high score, this. The apple and the ginger is mm. really quite strong. Yes. Um, it's not too licorice-y. It feels like I'd... it would be really good with something like a Barabrith. Oh, Barabrith, Welsh yeah. fruit cake, listeners. Yeah. Um, don't patronise us, David. We know um, about Barabrith. We know about... Me, me and Eddie had a lovely bit of Barabrith uh, in McConliffe whilst looking at a sheep. Uh, yeah, remember. it was a highlight of the year. <laughs> okay, so you <laughs> are now milked up, mate. <laughs> No one's actually messaged in yet to say how much they absolutely hate the slurping noise. <laughs> I mean, I'd rather that than someone say how much they love the slurping noises. Oh, more of them. Put that on some classical music, David. <laughs> it is really nice. I can't give it higher than the banana rice pudding. If I gave the banana rice pudding tea an 8, it would be wrong of me to give this a 9, but it definitely is on a par. I think an 8 is about right for this tea. So I'm going to give it an 8. Ellie Skinner is poised at the fridge. <laughs> I think uh, she's already made her decision. The, yeah, the oat milk rounds it out. It's knocked back the apple flavour a little bit and brought out some of the other bits, I think. I'm also going to go with an eight. I'm Ooh. happy with an eight. Do not be downhearted, T2, because you got a ten for smell. It's the first time that's ever happened. My goodness, let's not look at the teetotal yet. We're going to add all of that up, but let's just see how that compares with other teas for taste. Top of the taste board, along with, along with bloom ah. teas. It's uh, <laughs> Bloom Teas and Frosted Fruitcake, both at 16. We've got the Danish Pastry and Aztec Chai at 15. Okay, that's and all we need to know, Ellie. And the others are 14. Yeah. Wonderful, okay. So what's going to happen now is we're going to add all of those up. Let's give it first, Ellie, an, our numerical value. So what is our teetotal? Our teetotal is 49. I think it's joint first. Am I right? Yeah. With Aztec Chai from Birdhouse Tea. Aztec Chai from Birdhouse Tea. It still cannot be beaten, but it has a partner at top of the leaderboard. It is T2's Frosted Fruitcake. Well, we know it's it's not only top of the lead. We know one thing for sure. It's... Some people get a thrill from deviant crime. I would rather play a game where I guess the time. I don't want to be embroiled in matters illegal I'd rather play a game of What's the Time, Mr. Eagle? It's time for What's the Time, Mr. Eagle! And of course, regular listeners will know that this is a particularly exciting one because it's uh, we embark on a bit of a scientific experiment uh, in which I try and intuit the time. I rely on instincts. Over the course of the week, Ellie will ask me the question, What's the Time, Mr. Eagle? She'll be recording my responses. She'll do it three times over the week. We'll add them together to get our total. We'll take an average as well and see if I can beat my personal best in terms of a total. There's plenty of scope for improving upon my performance, especially uh, of recent weeks. I believe the last two weeks have left a lot to be desired, Ellie. And maybe that's because I've been overly reliant on logic. I've been trying to work it out in my head. Like, oh, we watched this TV programme at this time and it's, it's backfired on me catastrophically. Ellie, just give them a brief appraisal of the last two 
two weeks, please. Well, week five was your second worst week with 72 minutes combined. But your memory has failed you because last week was actually your best one so far. 36 oh, yeah. minutes <laughs> and ah. an average of 12 minutes. That's <laughs> my best one, yeah. OK, so I'm wrong. It just felt like it wasn't because I believe it was the last one that let me down, the last yeah. guess. But yeah. there we go. <laughs> There's an example of me relying on my intuition <laughs> and my instincts there and completely getting it wrong uh, when trying to remember what happened in What's the Time, Mr. Eagle history. So maybe using my intuition isn't the best decision to make. Well, we'll find out whether find it out. was or not as we play this week's What's the Time, Mr. Eagle. What's the time, Mr. Eagle? What's the time, Mr. Eagle? 12.35. Oh, it's 12.55. Oh, <laughs> no, the intuition special hasn't worked. What's the time, Mr. Eagle? What's the time, Mr. Eagle? Intuition special, seven minutes past seven. Oh, it's, it's one minute past eight. Oh no, the intuition special's not working. <laughs> this has to be the worst one now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've still got one to go. What's the time, Mr. Eagle? What's the time, Mr. Eagle? The intuition special, the completely failed exercise, it's 9.55. Ooh, it's 10.18. It's well, not too far not out. Comparatively, it's 23 <laughs> minutes. Bearing in mind, Ellie, I was 29 minutes out overall and three guesses last time. What's the time, Mr. Eagle? Yeah, so in three guesses last time overall, it was 29 <laughs> minutes and in, in that one, 23 minutes out on the last one, and that was the best in terms of the best guess of that round. No, what an abs... What? No, because it was 12.35... 12.55, 12.55, 12.55, 12.55, 12.55, 12.55, 12.55, 12.55, 12.55, 12.55, 12.55, 12.55, 12.55, 12.55, 12.55, 12.55, 12.55, 12.55, 12.55, 12.55, 
potato, 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 potato. News! It's Potato News, week three of Potato News. Or is it week four? Is it week four? <laughs> <laughs> is it week four of Potato News? Well, we started off announcing that we'd got, we got some the potato. Facts, oh, week four. And then we went shopping for potatoes, yeah. and then we sprouted them for two weeks. Okay, okay, it's week four. <laughs> 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 Why you're not in charge of stuff? It's week four of <laughs> Potato News. This is going to be an exciting week, potentially, because yeah. last week we were at the stage where we had put the seed potatoes <laughs> in... What? I can't believe we're doing a podcast and we're talking about planting potatoes <laughs> on a week-by-week basis. It's only just hit you, has it, right? Oh, dear. <laughs> so... so Week four potato news. Last week, oh, we were in the kitchen. We <laughs> put the potato seeds into an egg carton. We then housed them in a dark cupboard. <laughs> it's now time to go downstairs, back into the kitchen again. And surely now our potatoes will have splant- <laughs> sprouted enough to plant them. Let's find out. If we go down to the kitchen, Ellie Skinner will open the cupboard to reveal all. <laughs> it's time, Ellie. To lift the lid in two meanings of the words, my friends. The lid of the egg carton and, of course, lifting the lid in terms of revealing. So it was a clever thing that I did there. I'm sure you'll all agree. The lid has been lifted to reveal. They've certainly sprouted more than last week. They're definitely ready. We're going to go for it. Yeah. Okay, Ali, so... So we have an old washing up basket here. So we bought a multi-purpose compost which needs mixing with water. Just pouring it into the bowl. <clears throat> oh, I think I've just inhaled some soil. Oh, <laughs> wonderful. Well, how are you reviewing it for taste, Ellie? <laughs> Put it on the fridge. And <laughs> our new feature, soil of the week. If anybody, any listeners have any recommendations or thoughts regarding potatoes potato news is not a feature that has yet ignited the hearts and minds of the podcast listenership but in fairness all we've done at the moment is put some potatoes in a cupboard and put them in an egg carton <laughs> surprisingly that hasn't illuminated the switchboards so we're going to tip that into our potato bag but that's half full of soil now. See, when it comes to soil, she's very much an optimist, Ellie. It's quite fun making the mud, though. It starts off all muddy-muddy, and then it just absorbs it. And... Mud. Mud. Glorious mud. Nothing quite like it for cooling the blood. So full Hello. Hello. I didn't know any words got this. Was it? I don't know. And then we will wallow in glorious mud. Okay, so they're going in. Gently covering them over and then we're going to leave them and see what happens. Whatever happens, listeners, we shall avail you because that is, of course, the raison d'etre of... News! Back next week. Okay, Ellie. Well, I think that's a show. That's a show. Let's just check it off the list. We've done a feature of going through (laughs) 
<laughs> questionable radio uh, from 20 years ago. We've uh, guessed the time three times. We've drunk some tea and reviewed it in laborious detail. <laughs> and we've rummaged through compost and put some potatoes in a bag. Yeah. Oh, and of course, heard about a very new, exciting, modern Christian album. Oh, yeah. That's not going to happen. So there you go. We've ticked it all off the list. Um, I was just thinking maybe the um, bar chart that I'm going to do for the tea or for the what the, the time mr eagle maybe i should crochet it and then give it away yeah to the highest bidder yeah <laughs> hey we know how to make money <laughs> we're gonna crochet a bar chart of the statistics of me trying to guess the time there you go hey we're gonna be raking it in all the exciting regular features will return next week perhaps an anecdote about a harrowing journey but i can't <laughs> promise knows? i can't promise that we'll do it at some point though definitely talking of <laughs> Gigs. We're back again doing yeah. another gig. Uh, this time uh, with the young'uns. Sorry to disappoint. No, give them a chance. Give them a chance. It's got me in it. It's... Yeah, when you say we've got a gig, you've not got me a and gig. Ellie. <laughs> it's only a matter a of time, Ellie. Ellie. After they've just heard oh. our Flanders and Swan, <laughs> glorious mud. Maybe we should end with that. I think we should end this e- this week with a bit of mud, mud, glorious mud. So you get the you don't know the lyrics, dear. So you get the lyrics up oh, for the chorus, okay. and we'll end with a little bit of that. Okay. And um, so I imagine some listeners now going, oh, they were just going to do the outro. Oh, I might as well just skip that. It's just going to be saying goodbye. But now there's the promise of mud, mud, glorious mud with harmonies and all. A very rare opportunity to see the young'uns. It's part of live to your living room. Why did a gig for? I mean, I'm a little bit worried because they're going to get more than me, aren't they? <laughs> and then I'm going to start working out. You know, if I got only got this amount of people in and they've sold it out, I'm going to be like, oh, so does that mean that the other two were three times more popular than me? Yeah. So in some ways... I I actually don't want you to buy tickets for it. Uh, no, no, but please do please buy... Please buy tickets for it. Yeah, please buy it. We've got to raise some money to supplement this podcast. But thank you to everybody who has donated. But fear not, do not worry about donating to fund the podcast because I would much rather you uh, spend money on buying tickets to come and see me and my various things, doing my comedy gig for Live to Your Living Room with Paul Silky White. And we've already got the acts confirmed and there's some Ooh. wonderful names for that on the 23rd of April. Always, when you're promoting one gig, just stop doing that and then suddenly move on to another one. Confuse them <laughs> as much as possible. Start talking about one gig and then move on to another one. The comedy one is part of Live to Your Living Room. That's coming on on April the 23rd and it's launching a new monthly comedy night, unless no one buys tickets, in which case it'll be a one-off. The day after, because it's bloody typical again, <laughs> in the space of two days, I ended up getting... What? I've just found a new review for us, David. Oh, hang on. We'll come back to that. <laughs> Unless we move on a tangent again. Uh, and this is before we've sung Mud, Mud, Glorious Mud. On the 23rd of April, I've got this comedy gig, and then on the same people are putting on a gig for the young'uns on April the 24th. Make a weekend of it, an extended weekend. On the Thursday, you've got the podcast. On the Friday, it's the comedy. On the Saturday, it's the young'uns. So for all of that information, Google Live to your living room. I think, are the tickets, the tickets may not be on sale yet for the comedy one actually I don't know I haven't looked okay so they may or may not be on sale <laughs> but the young'uns tickets are on sale for the 24th of April so I should have just stuck to what I was doing and promoting the young'uns gig well I think we're all clear on that and no doubt this review that you've got is going to be saying one thing I love about the David Eagle podcast is the concise nature of it the cohesion the clarity of thought okay so bearing in mind at the moment I believe we've got seven or eight reviews in it's a hundred percent five star 
stars. It was seven before. We're now up to eight. And are we still on five stars? We're still on five we're stars. We're still on five stars. Yay. Darren FK says, always something to laugh about, five stars. Such is your universal appeal, Mr. Eagle. You've gone international with this listener 8,000 miles away in the Falkland Islands. Ooh. It's more than likely I'm your only international listener. No, no. But it's a start. Difficult to describe this podcast. Hard to imagine someone guessing the time, talking about herbal tea and reporting on potato growth being funny. But you managed to find a way and I always look forward to, <laughs> to more every Thursday. If I'm honest, Ellie is definitely carrying you. But keep up the good work. Oh, I don't, um, it's interesting that he noticed that, that you're doing your weightlifting exercises yeah. with me while the podcast is going on. Yeah, my upper body strength just needs working on, so by just lifting you every so often and carrying you downstairs... You know, she started out just carrying me downstairs. Oh, that's pretty heavy, to be honest. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, I'll make jokes about extensions and stuff, but there's no need for any of that, my friends. Um... <laughs> oh, dear God. <laughs> Help, I'm trapped. Oh, well. <laughs> but it must continue. It must continue. Now we've got now we've got eight people. <laughs> this is before they've heard our rendition of uh, the Hippopotamus just, yeah, song by Flanders and Swan. The that's now. what we're going to do right now. If you've enjoyed the music in the background, <laughs> that's Liam Eagle, my brother. Oh, calm down, Liam. You seem getting excited there. <laughs> Liam.eagle.bandcamp.com for that. Right then, Ellie. Ready for this? Okay, thanks you for listening, everybody. Joining at home. Um, I don't have, I don't have like a piano or anything on me, so it's just gonna have to be like this. I can't put a piano on me while Ellie's lifting me. <laughs> put a back out for goodness' sake. Right. Here we go. Come on, take the weight off your testicles, dude. Here we go. Mud, mud, glorious mud. Nothing quite like it for cooling the blood. So follow me, follow down to the hollow. And then we will... And then, and there, and... <laughs> I don't know the tune! And there we will follow in glory. Yeah. Oh. And, and there we will... Let us... Let us. <laughs> I'm hollow. reading the words, mate. Down to the hollow. <laughs> Down to the hollow. And there, let's just follow. Thank you very much for listening. From me, David Eagle. And me, Ellie Skinner. Goodbye. Goodbye. What a spectacle.